This is Culture and Conversations. I'm your host, Jamison Smallwood, and I'm about to make you part of the conversation. Thank you guys for your continued support by downloading, subscribing to, and listening to Culture and Conversations. I have a great show planned for you. I've got a conversation on tap with Brenna Corner of the Atlanta Opera. Brenna is the stage director for the show Carmen that the Atlanta Opera is putting on this opera season. And Brenna shares insights about the Atlanta Opera up next on Culture and Conversations. Yes, this is Jameson Smallwood and you are listening to Culture and Conversations. Thank you guys for your continued support. As always, I appreciate when you share this content on your social media, when you like it, when you pass it along to people who may not know about the show, it really does help. And thank you guys for your support in iTunes and other platforms where you can subscribe to Culture and Conversations. I have a couple different things going on with the show, some plans for some future content that I'm putting together. And I have a new show that I'm going to release soon called Small Bites. Small Bites will be a small podcast episode where I talk about some of the great places I get a chance to eat at in and around Atlanta, also in my own travels across the country, across the state, and just different places that I have a chance to go get food at, right? So I just want to bring that to you because a lot of times people see me post stuff on my social media and they see me talking about these great places where I eat. And I want to give you some deeper insight into those places. But at the same time, I don't want to dedicate a whole show worth of content to it. So we're going to do what we call Small Bites, which will be a condensed episode, maybe around 10 minutes, where I talk about a couple of different places that I had a chance to go eat. Um, some of the fun events I've also had a chance to participate in in the city, maybe concerts, uh, maybe venues that are of interest to people, just so that people can have a sense of about my life and more of what I do. And at the same time, if you're in the Atlanta area or if I travel to some place that you are about to go to, then you'll have some insight into what that city has to offer. So look out for a small bites. It is coming to a podcatcher near you underneath culture and conversations. So you're going to have culture and conversations, the main show. You're going to have small talk and keeping with the same theme of playing off my last name of Smallwood. You're going to have small bite, which is just going to be a bite-sized nibble episode where we talk a little bit about some of the great places to eat around the city of Atlanta. Also, we're going to talk about, you know, my dining experiences in other places in the country, as well as maybe some of the social stuff that I do from time to time. Now, with that out the way, I want to really talk about this idea behind the show that I'm putting together for this episode. One of the things I challenged myself to do was I challenged myself to go and actually do something different. And I think last year I had opportunity to go for the first time to an opera. I thought about things that I had never done or I didn't remember doing in my life. And and on the list was, Hey, going to an opera. So I decided to go see Turandot which was my first opera and it is put on by the Atlanta opera during their opera season. And Turandot was a great show, very lavish set, you know, great experience in terms of my very first time going to an opera. And I was really happy with how that evening went. I had to learn some traditions. One of the traditions that I learned was that apparently at the very beginning of the opera, they, they do an applause, which was, which was fun. You clap and sort of help build, 
the uh, confidence, I think, of the people performing and also welcome them to the stage as they present their art before you. And there's also another section during the opera presentation where you do another applause. I believe it's the second half after intermission. And it was a great night. It was a great time. I got a chance to dress up. I got a chance to look spiffy. And I got a chance to go have some fun. And I scratched off my list of things I've never done going to an opera. And I had so much fun that I decided to go back. And I also went to see The Flying Dutchman, which was a great great show where it talked about the uh, this this supernatural ship captain who was destined to wander the seas until he found a love that would be true to him and it was another good show another great time out actually had um some fun uh, company with me at the time uh, some people might call that a date so that's what it was but it was a great time it was a really good time and i got so into the opera that i planned planned to go and continue to see a few shows season to season here in the city and I decided that, hey, why not bring insight about the Atlanta opera and the genre of opera to my listeners for people who may be curious about going to see an opera or going to participate and, and, and view an opera as a patron? Why not bring that to you guys? So I reached out to the Atlanta opera to get a, a, an interview schedule with someone who could help us understand more about the opera company as well as give you insight into why opera is a great evening out in the city of Atlanta and in your own city, wherever you're at. Hey, look up your opera company if you have one in, in the, your area and go and support the genre. So Brenda Corner, the stage director for the show Carmen, which will be debuting during this opera season for the Atlanta Opera, she took time out of her schedule to come and be a part of the conversation. So we're going to bring that to you guys right now. I have on the phone the stage director for the opera show Carmen that is being done by the Atlanta Opera. Her name is Brenna Corner, and she agreed to be part of the conversation. Welcome, Brenna, to Culture and Conversations. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm uh, so excited to be here talking with you. Great. I appreciate that. And I thank you for making the time, obviously, in your busy schedule to take the time to discuss a couple things with the opera and to highlight the show Carmen that you guys have going on this season. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's wonderful. It's always great to talk to um, to talk to people in Atlanta about the the company. Always enjoy that. So it's great. Cool, cool. So Brenda, tell me a little bit about your background. When did you become interested in the the genre of theater known as opera? Um, well, I always um, I always loved theater and I always loved music, um, but I will admit opera was never really on my radar growing up. Um, it was always musical theater or just, just straight theater. And so I, um, I went to university and I got a degree in musical theater and I was working professionally as an actress and um, was always feeling a little torn between these two loves, you know, just the classic Shakespearean uh, type of theater and musical theater. And then I started working with someone and they were like, have you ever heard of opera? It's basically Shakespeare and musical theater at the same time. <laughs> uh, and I was like, what? Yeah. And they were right. It really was. And so, um, I just sort of, uh, fell, fell in love with it. Um, after that. And that, that was really sort of, it. it was like, Oh, all right, we're doing opera. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, for my audience who is isn't as familiar with opera, how would we best describe opera to a lay person who is open minded to enjoying opera for the first time? Um, well, I think you have to think that opera is, um, but particularly for something like Carmen, opera is it's like a movie. Okay. Um, it's, it's really what it is. It's just the film score goes for the entire show. Okay. And the, the dialogue that the actors are saying is sort of set in the film score. Okay. And so, by so if film- you sort of think about it like that, it's sort of like, uh, um, it's just, it's actually really like watching a film where the, the dialogue or the, you know, the, the things that the characters are saying to each other is just a little bit more enhanced sure. than what we normally think of. Okay. And you said set in the film score, so, or the, in the score. So the, by the score, you're talking about the musical pieces that are performed during the opera. Yeah. I mean, for me, the thing that's kind of cool about, about opera is that um, oftentimes it's, uh, there's music from the moment the moment it starts to the moment it ends, mm-hmm. um, which um, is something that is very much like like a film, right? If you go and you watch, um, oh, I don't know, um, the Avengers or Black Panther or something like that, sure. there is music that's happening throughout that whole score, which you may not even totally notice or be aware of, okay. but that's creating the environment, that's creating the subtext, that's creating, helping to create the drama that you're seeing on the screen. And in an opera, it's, the music is doing the same thing. It's creating the environment, it's creating the world, creating the drama, the tension. But then on top of that, you also have um, the characters themselves sort of living in that musical world. Instead of it just being dialogue, they're also um, just that little bit more heightened communicating not only through words, but also through, also through music. And I think that is one of the reasons why um, opera is so amazingly powerful and I, I think so amazingly interesting. Well, I, I agree with you definitely. One of the things I noticed when I attended opera for the first time in Atlanta, I went to the show Turandot and... I was blown away not only by the scale of the production with the actors and actresses engaging the set, which is really dynamic, really lavish, and really flamboyant, but the the sheer epic nature of the performances with, as you call it, the score of the opera, that blows you away. Because even even though there's a there there is a language barrier to enjoying the opera from a auditory perspective you quickly forget about that when you start hearing people really delivering these powerful vocal performances as a part of the of the show oh yeah for sure and i think sometimes um i i think it's amazing you sort of sit in an opera house and you're listening to an opera and then you realize that all of that incredibly lush beautiful um sound is being produced like directly from one person, no microphones, you know, they're singing over an orchestra that 60 people playing away. And when you think about it like that, I mean, it's, it is amazing what those singers can do on stage. I mean, absolutely amazing. Wow. So I just learned something there. So you're saying that when you listen to a performance of the opera, the, the 
those performers are not, their voices aren't amplified? They are not amplified at all. Oh, no, wow. when you sit down, yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of like, and that's the part I also think that's really cool. Is when, you sit, when you're sitting in an opera house, the, all of the sound that you are hearing is coming directly from the artist that's creating it. Be that, you know, the solo horn player in the pit or the solo violin or, you know, um, Carmen on stage. It is, it, so it feels very much like a direct connection between them and you because there's no sort of electronic anything um, involved. It is really just them and you. Wow, I'm more impressed now by those performances now that I know that because it sounds it sounds wonderful and it sounds amplified and you would not you wouldn't think that it was just one person's uh vocal cords producing that that lush sound when they are singing the different parts of the score so and I know it's really it's amazing what these incredible uh, musicians I mean they're almost like athletes I mean truly when you sit yeah. in you sit in that hall and you're like there's like 2000 people in this theater and every person can hear you. Yeah. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Now. So, so we, so I mentioned earlier about the language. So traditionally Mm -hmm. in opera, what are the major languages that most operas are written in? Um, the sort of super traditional operas are generally written in Italian. Okay. French, German, and then, um, some English. Those okay. are sort of, I would say, like the sort of super four standard um, sort of operatic languages. But you also have, you know, there's operas in Russian and there's operas in Spanish and there's operas in all sorts of different languages. But those are the primary languages that we sort of generally think of opera being sung in. Okay. Now, one of the things that you guys do at the Atlanta Opera to make the experience more approachable for people who are new to the opera is that you will oftentimes display subtitles during the performance so that people can follow along with the the, the song dialogue as they watch the, the performance. So that makes it very approachable. And truth be told, once you've got a sense of where the story is going – then you quickly stop looking at the subtitles and you just get immersed in the performance by the, by the artist on stage. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, um, I always think it's interesting because some, I've talked to some audience members who come to operas and who, you know, will sit down in their seat five minutes before and they'll read the short little synopsis about what the piece is about or what, you know, the story is and we'll never look at the subtitle and they'll just follow you know, they'll just be immersed in the story and the music. And I know other audience members who love to really understand every moment and are always sort of reading the subtitles and watching the stage and connecting all those moments, uh, wanting to, you know, wanting to know exactly what it is. So, I mean, I think the, that's kind of the thing that, that's great about opera is you can really choose how you want to experience it. And there's no wrong way to experience an opera. It's just a, it's just someone, you know, we're just trying to tell a story. So no. there's no wrong way to experience it. No, no, I think that's a great point. That's that's like the tagline of my podcast. I'm just helping people tell their story. So there's, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just about communicating what you're trying to communicate yeah. to the audience. So Yeah, and just having fun and enjoying it. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're just telling stories. 
Aren't we lucky to just tell stories? I know. I count myself very fortunate to do this podcast and uh, to watch things like the opera that you guys put on. It's it's wonderful to to have someone present those types of stories and narratives to me, and uh, you know, with such passion and 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 uh, enthusiasm, it really comes across well. Yeah, I know it can be quite an amazing experience when you get to sit in the house and just have. You know, and it can be anything. It can be a, an opera, a piece of theater, a ballet, um, visual art, a concert, whatever. And you just sort of get to, get to sit there and have people share and communicate with you. I always think that's wonderful. Yes. So I saw that your title with the Atlanta Opera is that you're a stage director. For my audience, would yes. you describe what your role as a stage director entails? Sure. Um, so my role as a stage director in opera... Um, is, is basically this. Um, my job is everything that you see. So the maestro's job is basically everything that you hear. He, he's the conductor. He's in charge of the music and how we tell the story um, from a sort of auditory perspective. Okay. Um, my job is everything that you see. So my job is helping the performers tell the story from a visual point of view. Um, you know, making sure that we can always see the performers that we need to see, um, making sure that um, the story that we're telling with our bodies is very clear. You know, sometimes um, we can say, sometimes there's an awful lot of things that can be communicated just through body language. Okay. And an audience will pick up on that. And they might not even realize that they're picking up on that. Um, so even with the music and the text, we also have to be communicating everything, you know, with our with our bodies and with the way the lights work and the costumes and the story. So my job is sort of to oversee everything that you see on the stage. Oh, wow. Wow. So in a sense, you're almost like what you would equate a director of a movie as doing you're someone who is making sure that the visual elements, the performance, all those things are working together to help tell the story as best as possible. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay. Great. Great. So the only sort of difference is in, in a film. Okay. The, the music is something that gets added later, right? Like the, the underscoring in a film comes later. Whereas in, in opera, that's the start. That's the basis. That's the whole point. Sure. So everything I do has to be about serving the music, telling the story that's in the music. So it's very similar, just sort of the other way around. Okay. The, so in, in, in opera, the music is the script as opposed to in, in film, you have the script and then they find the music to best help accent the script. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. Great. So let's, Brenna, then transition a little bit and talk a little bit more specifically about the Atlanta Opera and just some of the history with the company. So how long has the Atlanta Opera been active in Atlanta? Um, the, um, in, in 1979, the Atlantic Civic Opera was born, Okay. Um, which was um, – sort of two companies, the Atlantic Lyric Opera and the Georgia Opera, merging together. And then in 1985, the company was renamed um, the Atlanta Opera. So, I mean, in sort of 
79 okay. um, is when it sort of became um, the entity and then was re- renamed, um, you know, about six years later to, to the Atlanta Opera. So it's been around for, for a little while. Um, and yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. And let's talk through how we engage with the Atlanta Opera. So a term I had to become familiar with is that you guys have a season. So what is an opera season and how does it relate to the performances that we're able to partake in that, that are presented by the Atlanta Opera? Great. Well, a season just means that it's the collection of productions that that company will be offering or producing that during that sort of year. So in um, most opera companies, we sort of start in September and we go until May, June, sort of depends on the company. Okay. And that, that time between September, May, June is considered the season. So um, for in it, uh, with the Atlanta Opera, for example, um, we do four main stage productions during that time, as well as two smaller productions, which are called the Discovery Series. Okay. Um, now, the productions just mean that that's four different operas that are going to be happening at our sort of home, the Cobb Energy Center, um, throughout that time period. But that does mean, but so, so there's four, you know, and this year there was um, the Flying Dutchman, the Daughter of the Regiment, Sweeney Todd, and Carmen. So during that time, all four of those operas would be presented and will be presented on numerous days throughout that time. So, you know, we did, uh, there were four different days where you could come and see the Flying Dutchman. There's four different days where you can come and see Carmen. Things like that. Okay. I had opportunity to go see the Flying Dutchman and I really enjoyed it. And the story was good to me because... It was very approachable. You had a little bit of a supernatural element to it. Also, mm-hmm. you had a love story in it that was pivotal to the to the story. And the conclusion was was very theatrical in how the story comes together at the very end. And I would describe it best as a melodrama. And most of the two I've seen, Turandot as well as the Flying Dutchman, I would say those both are somewhat melodramatic because the themes are are really exaggerated as parts of the story. So people don't just fall in love. They really fall in love. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, and, yes. Uh, they really swoon for each other. So that's that's what makes me think of it as a melodrama. And uh, so I, I have really enjoyed at least that first offering, the Flying Dutchman during this season. And I'm um, anticipating having an opportunity to go and see Carmen as well. You did mention the Kyle Performing Arts Center. In terms of opera, what is it that the Kyle Performing Arts Center does that enables the opera to be a much better experience? There, I know I have a, a vantage point about this as a opera goer, as a patron of the opera. But um, from a technical standpoint, what is it that Kyle Performing Arts Center offers? the audience that um, other venues may not be so great at doing around Atlanta. I mean, one of the things that's really quite impressive about the Cobb Energy Center is the acoustics in it. Um, Mm. Because the artists 
notes in opera are not amplified. There's no microphones. Um, the acoustics of the venues that you perform an opera in are really important. And the Cobb Energy Center has really outstanding acoustics. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, it's really uh, quite amazing and just makes the experience um, as an audience member, so enjoyable because you can really hear all the the nuances. You know, I mean, because the because um, the acoustics are good, singers can truly sing. You know, a very quiet, soft sound, and it can still be heard all over the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I think is really uh, really important because we are um, we're so expressive in music with how. Uh, you know, how loud or how fast or how quiet or how soft something is. Um, and so you obviously want to make sure the audience hears it. And the Cobb Energy Center, um, its acoustics really help with that. Yeah, I've, I noticed that as I have gone to several performances at the Cobb Energy Center. And it is a wonderful venue to go and see a show at. And I really enjoyed going to the opera because at the Cobb Performing um, you know, Arts Center, the Energy Center, it, because of that very fact, the acoustics are wonderful. Um, from a just a just a patron standpoint, you have a wonderful array of concessions that you can take part in when you actually mm-hmm. arrive at the venue. And then the seating is wonderful; it's very spacious seating. I'm a big guy, so I enjoy the roomy seats that they have at the, at the Performing Arts Center. And also, the acoustics are amazing. The theater looks wonderful when you're when you're sitting down and, and getting settled. It just is a great ambiance for the for the show. And the location for me, as I live outside the perimeter, I live north of Atlanta, I'm able to come down very quickly and get to the get, get to the location. And um just from a, another great point of execution at, at the venue, they they have valet parking. So if I want yes. to, you know, park at the door of the of the venue, I can do that, and they'll take my car and then um, return it to me when I come outside for the valet. So it's just a wonderful evening to go there because you have the great acoustics, you've got the great ambiance of the theater, as well as the all of the nice amenities that they offer in terms of the valet parking and the concessions, which make it to me a, a perfect evening out for people on a date, a perfect you know distraction from your your work week. It's just a great time. It's just a great place to have an opera uh, during uh, during the season. So I, I really enjoy you, your location and, and why you've picked those, that place. So um, I just want to make mm-hmm. sure I highlight it because it's it's just another reason why patronizing the Atlanta Opera is a, is a no brainer to me. So yeah, because because it's a nice you're right. It's a nice place to spend an evening. Yeah, it really is it's a nice way to spend an evening. Yeah, it really you're you're very you're very right. Yeah, it really is. So, so Brenda, you're you are the stage director for Carmen, and Carmen is mm-hmm. a, is the next show that you guys have coming up in your season. And mm-hmm. what I want to do is kind of give my audience a, a high level overview of Carmen. Maybe not tell them the whole story, but just sort of help set their um, interest, help pique their interest by setting up the story a little bit, so they have to come and see how it all concludes. So, what is what is the story of Carmen? And how um, how should we begin to think about it in term as we build anticipation for going to see it this season? Okay, well, Carmen is um, Carmen is set in Seville, Spain. So you know, uh, it's hot. It's um, it's the summer. It's 
it's um, it's I, I keep using the word kind of dirty, where it's you just sort of everything feels that sort of almost tropical heat that like is sort of slick on your slick on your body kind of thing. Okay. And in this world comes um, a young man named Don Jose. Okay. And he is he's a soldier, and he is trying very hard to to um, to sort of stay true to the world that he belongs in, which is this sort of, sort of um, upright, soldierly, yes, sir, you know, doing what I'm told, following all the steps very methodically kind of world. Okay. And into his world comes this beautiful, free-spirited gypsy named Carmen. Okay. And... He has never met anybody like this, anybody sort of so free and so open and so, um, I don't, I, the sort of uh, available, but not necessarily in a, in a promiscuous way, just in sort of an open to anything and a wanting to live her life kind of way, sure. which is sort of the very opposite to how he has been brought up. And so he is sort of um, seduced, I guess, into this, this life following her. And he falls for her. Um, and he sort of head, you know, head over feet falls, and falls for her. And um, the story sort of becomes about the consequences of what happens mm. um, when, you know, when you do, you fall head over heals in love with someone who may not be the right match for you. Um, and what happens if you try to change for someone? Yep, yep. And uh, what happens, the, the consequences of, um, of, of, of those sorts of relationships. That's kind of um, from a very sort of, I mean, there's many, many other parts of the opera, but sort of as an overview point, I would say that that's kind of, the crux of what's inside the whole story is about that this push and pull between um, the the desire to be with with someone and the consequence of that choice. Yeah, that sounds like my love life that you guys have uh, <laughs> decided to portray. So I uh, I'm looking forward to, to going to see how that all unfolds and. You know, I think one of the questions I had when I looked at the schedule and saw Carmen on it is, why did you guys decide to um, show Carmen this season? What What is it about the story that attracted you guys to it as a opera company? I mean, Carmen is probably one of, if not the best known opera um, around. Okay. It is, I mean, most people have heard parts of Carmen. You might not know that you've heard parts of Carmen, but there's songs from Carmen that are in car commercials and that are always playing in elevators or in airports or in hotel lobbies. Um, so chances are most people have heard parts of it. Um, and, so, and because the music is really, some of the music is really catchy. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons. And the other reason is that, um, you know, I mean, it, it's a really... It is a really beautiful, um, you know, and at the end, it's a really heart-wrenching um, 
story about, you know, the consequences of, of, of love and the vulnerability of love. And I think that, um, I think that's one of the reasons that it was sort of chosen for, um, for this season is that it's sort of, um, like, like flying Dutchman, it has that epic love story inside of it. And again, sort of the consequence of, um, of what falling in love can mean. Wow. Well, it is, uh, it is definitely something that has, you know, piqued my interest. I am you know, eagerly awaiting the opportunity to go see Carmen. What are the dates for your performances of Carmen this season? So there is a performance on Saturday, April 28th. That's opening night. Okay. And then we have additional performances on Tuesday, May 1st. Friday, May 4th, and Sunday, May 6th. Okay. So, um, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, and I mean, the thing for me that's kind of really exciting about this production of Carmen is um, any audience who comes to see it is going to be pretty amazed by the cast that you're going to hear sing. Um, you know, we have two... Um, uh, Europeans, um, uh, uh, our Carmen is making her um, y- uh, U.S. Uh, debut, and our tenor, who uh, is Gianluca Terranova, who you may remember as Kalaf in Turn Dot last year, okay. is making his sort of debut, um, r- singing the role of Don Jose. So, I mean, it's a pretty exciting, amazing cast just to have in Atlanta singing these roles. I mean, it's musically, it's pretty outstanding. So, um, yeah, I, I, I really hope, uh, I really hope people get a chance to just experience it. Cause man, I, uh, it's pretty impressive listening to these amazing artists work. Well, I have, I've got to go get my tickets. Uh, as soon as, uh, this, uh, conversation concludes, I'm going <laughs> to and grab those tickets. So, you know, one of the things that I'm always trying to do with this platform, culture and conversations, is that I'm always trying to align my interests with the interests of my guests. And one of the things that I wanted to make mention just as we wrap up our conversation, Brenna, about the Atlanta Opera is what are the ways that we can support the Atlanta Opera as an expression of art in Atlanta? I mean, one of the best ways to support the Atlanta Opera is to come see an opera. Okay. Um, you know, to to bring a friend and come see an opera. And there's lots. I mean, there's there's always lots of um, there's lots of seats. It's a big house, so you know, bring a friend. I know for um, uh, you know uh, young people, there are I believe there's there's student tickets. There are um, all sorts of deals that are available if you're just interested in trying it because I know sometimes opera can feel a little daunting um, to just jump in and try or a little scary because it feels like it has all these traditions attached to it that that are um, can be can be a little uh, nerve-wracking if you don't know what they are but I think um, the most important thing is, is is to come to an opera and to see it and to, to experience it um, I think most people like opera. I think most people just don't know that yet. I think that's a great way of describing that. One of the things that you quickly 
realize that when you attend the, the opera for the first time, you realize those traditions. And the, and thankfully, the patrons who attend, who are familiar with those traditions, they help you to become acquainted with the traditions of opera. And as a as a as a guy in the city who is you know actively looking for things to do, and oftentimes you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm fortunate to have a date with me when I'm doing those things. The Atlanta Opera is a great evening out on the town. You you get to dress nice. You get to be around other people who are dressed nice. You get to drink champagne and and drink wine and and sit down to a really wonderful performance that is you know truly breathtaking when you look at the size and the scope of what you guys accomplish with those performances and the shows. So I you know. And that's what that's the reason why I wanted to reach out to you guys at the Atlanta Opera and 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 get you onto my podcast is because I really feel like it's one of the great un um, untold stories in the city of Atlanta for events and things that you can do and it's a very approachable evening if people uh, open themselves up to the experience and take in some art on the when they have an opportunity to get out and about in the city of Atlanta. Yeah, no, I I. Uh, I... I totally agree. I totally agree. So, well, Brenna, before we compl- conclude, how can people find out more information about the Atlanta Opera? Um, there's, um, if people are interested in, in tickets or just general information, you can always go to our website, www.atlantaopera.org. Um, and there's information about tickets, information about uh, the shows that are coming up, upcoming seasons. Um, projects that the company is working on. Um, the company does do, um, they have outreach where they take opera to schools. They have all sorts of um, outreach into the community that can be really interesting if people are interested in sort of maybe trying opera but aren't totally sure they want to commit to a, a full opera yet. Uh, there are definitely ways to get involved and you can find all that information on the website. That's great. That's great. And if you're uh, a, a, an existing opera patron who um, patronizes the opera through attending shows regularly, then I think you guys also have a donor um, process where people, if they want to make a, a sizable donation to the Atlanta opera as a gift to charity, then you guys are able to accommodate that as well. So um, I just want to make sure that I mentioned that as well, because it's, the, it's those generous gifts that you guys highlight and, and, and detail in the pamphlets and the, programs that you give out during the shows that help the Atlanta opera continue to be able to offer these experiences and these wonderful shows to the community in the Atlanta area. So I just wanted to, to, once again, Brenda, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation with culture and conversations. And I look forward to seeing Carmen coming up in the next week or so. Excellent. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much. It's great talking to you. I want to thank Brenda corner and the Atlanta opera for being part of the conversation. Be sure to look out for Carmen showing Saturday, April 28th, 2018 at 8 p.m. or Tuesday, May 1st, 2018 at 7.30 p.m. Friday, May 4th, 2018 at 8 p.m. Sunday, May 6th, 2018 at 3 p.m. These are all going to be shown at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center, and you'll have an opportunity to go see Carmen. Please check out atlantaopera.org to go get tickets and be a part of that great experience. 
As usual, we're wrapping up the show, guys. If you want to reach out to Culture and Conversations, hit us up on the Facebook page, Culture and Conversations. If you want to reach out to us on Instagram, Culture and Conversations. And if you want to send an old-fashioned email, Culture and Conversations. Thank you guys for all your continued support. Be sure to look out for small bites coming to a podcatcher near you all underneath the umbrella of culture and conversations. And once again, thank you guys for continuing to be part of the conversation. Peace.